Hey guys, Josh here. I just wanted to take a second and let you know about this amazing new product called MultiplayerSquad.com. It's the greatest new addition to gaming. Well, I mean practically life. It's sure to fill you with glee, help you make new friends, and expose you to all sorts of awesome memes. It's got the best community of gamers around, and more than that, it's the best way to help support the show and let us keep providing awesome content. What? I gotta read this disclaimer for legal reasons. Warning, MultiplayerSquad.com can cause feelings of joy, happiness, companionship, ownage, and all-around sense of being awesome. If you notice yourself acting more like Josh, please discontinue use immediately and seek professional help. Hey, who put that in there? Paul! Hello, welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where we release two episodes every week dedicated to gaming. We are two dads that take our gaming seriously, but have casual, lighthearted, and family-friendly conversations on the podcast. Happy Thursday to all of our listeners. For those of you out there who are new and don't know our schedule, Thursdays are dedicated to This Week in Gaming, where we talk about what we've been playing lately, along with any gaming news stories that dropped over the last seven days. I am your host, Paul, and then joining me, I hope he's having a good end of the holiday weekend here since we just had Thanksgiving a couple of days ago. So, Josh, how was your holiday weekend? Paul. (laughs) Keep in mind, you just gave a massive yawn like a bear five seconds before I asked you. (laughs) I had to lean back from the microphone so it didn't pick up. I'm just, I'm going to cover it real quick. On Thanksgiving, I realized that we did not have cranberry sauce. We had Mm. that, that terrible cranberry dressing or the kind where it's, you just mush it all up and it's got actual pieces of cranberry and bits in it and stuff, which is an absolute abomination. So you Uh, prefer the canned cranberry jelly. You don't want cranberry sauce. You just want the homogenous. Sticks in the exact same shape it as the can. Better have the jelly. ring still in the jelly from the can. Yes, exactly. Okay. And All so right. that was, you know, right then I was just like, well, this is no good. Uh, and so my wife, to her credit, went to like five different stores over the course of the last like three days trying to find me a can of cranberry sauce to have with all the leftovers. <laughs> okay. And apparently no there's a shortage him. of cranberry sauce. <laughs> so this is the first Thanksgiving and I can't remember how long where I have not had cranberry sauce. And now it just it makes me crave it all the more. Yeah, because you can't have it, right? Yes! I want my cranberry sauce, man! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there was a giant lack of cranberry sauce, but what was the best thing that you ate? Uh, ooh... Uh, stuffing. I, I mean, stuffing. Dude, You're give a me that stovetop fan. stuffing. Uh, it's I don't eat it any other time of the year. I don't know why. Like it's always at the store. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> yeah. eat it any other time of year. That was funny when you mentioned that on our Discord server because I said no. Like literally, anytime I'm gonna cook chicken. I just make stuffing with it because it's such a classic yeah, combination. Because you're smart, Paul. You're a smart guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Josh, are you doing any Black Friday shopping? I am not. No, I spent no. Uh, I spent my weekend painting uh, mm-hmm. our master bedroom and our bathroom. I, I mentioned this in a Discord server. I like to whine sometimes. You know, it's like I feel like at my age I get to do that. You've earned and, it. And uh, my entire body just hurts, man. I painted for ni- I painted a ceiling for nine hours yesterday. 
<laughs> up up like a, a like a, a good ten foot ladder with a ten foot extension pole like rolling the ceiling above me. That that's where that yawn came from. So but I'm ready, mm. man. I am a man of the people. People need their podcast. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, uh Josh, does it sound like I'm stalling? Yes. Yeah. Why <laughs> are point, you stalling? <laughs> I am stalling because gaming news this week, oh, not so good, guys. <laughs> it turns out when nobody's working, no one's writing articles on gaming. So oh. we did not have a whole well, lot to grab from. Well, unless people want to know the best Cyber Monday deals on RAM or right. the best uh-huh. Cyber Monday deals on monitors or the best Cyber Monday deals on gaming chairs or the best Cyber Monday deals on mice and keyboards <laughs> which will all be sold out by the time this yes. episode releases <laughs> so yes so we uh had to scrape down in the dredges of the gaming news this week but before we jump into that we always like to talk a little bit and to catch up on what we've been playing in our personal game time uh our next deep dive episode on monday will be on battlefield 2042 so i know that you and i have both been playing battlefield and we will be getting into that next episode. But uh, what else have you been playing here in the meantime? Well, Paul, cranberry debacle and painting aside, it's Wait, debacle. Debacle. Deba- <laughs> debacle. <laughs> I debacle. got it. I got it. <laughs> I thankfully have found a game that I am enjoying the heck out of right now. And that is Guardians of the Galaxy, man. Yeah, I saw this one was on sale in Steam, and it's been getting some decent reviews. It's a fairly new release. I feel like it's only been out for probably three weeks. I, you know me, man. I love Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy are some of my favorite movies out there. I remember this game coming out, but it kind of just passed me over. And I don't know if that's like the whole like Avengers vibe because the Avengers video game was there. You know, nobody liked. Everybody liked it for like four hours, and then everybody went, "This is terrible." They just copied and pasted everything else. And so I kind of just assumed that Guardians of the Galaxy was that way. But then I started looking up reviews and people that have played the game really had a lot of very good things to say about it. Yeah. So I popped it on my wish list. I didn't know if I was willing to spend $60 on it. And then lo and behold, Paul, the Steam Autumn Sale hits. <laughs> and so is it down to like 38 or something like that? It was that? 38 bucks. 38, and yeah. I've already gotten my $38 out of it. I don't even know how far. I think I'm maybe like a third of the way through the game. Yeah. Um, but it is top notch, man. I am having a blast. The it is so well done. The dude, like the the graphics are insane. One of my kids walked into the room and went, Wow, what's that game, Daddy? And I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're like, that game's beautiful. <laughs> The character interactions are second to none, man. Like honestly, this is this is going to be very a bold statement, but I think it's actually better than the movies. Oh in, wow! In regards to like how the characters interact and the stuff that you go through, the the plot line and the the characters that you come across, there are a ton of references to other really cool Marvel stuff. And uh, and they kind of fix some stuff for a guy that used to be a comic book nerd back in the day. I'm not so much anymore, but even like nowhere. So if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you know they go to that place called Nowhere, and it's yeah, in like, it's like the, the, name of the this city big or whatever. floating head of something. Well, in the movie, they kind of make it just look like a skull, but in the game, because they're much more true to the comic books, it's actually the severed head of one of the celestial beings that they show off in Eternals. 
And so it's like they've kind of corrected some of the, like the Hollywood leeway stuff. So it's much more true to like the comic books and stuff too, which I thought was super good. But I'm having an absolute blast with it, man. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you're able to find something fun to play. I have scrolled through the autumn sale a couple times, and I, I'll I'll pause on something. Like I still haven't played Hades, which I know everybody oh, loves. Oh, you would love Hades, and, dude. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll get around to it, but like. It's just hard to spend any money on any games in the middle of the holiday season yeah. when we're like buying so many things for Christmas and it's like I just need to be patient on certain things. So I don't even maybe I already mentioned this. Did I mention last week that I finished GTA three? You did. You said that you were moving on to Vice City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played a little bit of Vice City. But then after you and I recorded our bonus round episode and I kept talking about GTA four I stopped playing Vice City, <laughs> and now I've been playing GTA 4, so instead of spending any money, I'm just going through, uh, apparently, just playing all the old GTAs. That That's where I'm at. I mean, it's not... Uh, remasters aside, GTA 4 is really good, you yeah. know? Uh, I, I don't know how the... Re- I mean, I've heard how the remasters are. I don't know from first-hand experience there, but uh, I, I mean, I get that. The GTA games are pretty timeless, man. Yeah, they're they're just a blast no matter what. And then, uh, of course, you and I are still playing a little bit of Halo Infinite. You know, they did have some Halo updates because we're still waiting for a lot of the game modes to come out. So when we did the deep dive, there was not a whole lot to pick from. But they did release Fiesta mode. Have you played any of that yet? Because I was... I know I've played a lot, but I don't know if it was ever with you. I think it was always with other people. Yeah, we haven't played together. I have played, I've played probably like six matches of the Fiesta mode. It's fun. It's yeah. just like, I feel like it's luck of the draw. You know me, man. I, I hate like RNG determining my fate in video games. And I feel like if, like, when you spawn in Fiesta mode, like maybe you spawn with a rocket launcher. Right. Yeah, or maybe yeah, yeah. you spawn with the stupid uh, plasma carbine, which sucks, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, that guy spawned with a sniper rifle and I've got, uh, you know, a needler or something. It's like, well, that's not really fair. Uh, so I've played some. I'm really just a huge fan of the, the normal modes. So I've played some of the Fiesta mode, but I just I like the basic multiplayer, man. It's funny to me that they did not have Fiesta in the beginning, because if there was ever a time that you would want it, it would be when you're first playing Halo. And so you have to get used to all the weapons, because even you and I would joke about, oh, like in the very beginning, it was like, oh, what's the Ravager? I have no idea what this gun is. And some of the guns you have to press and hold to charge. And and we didn't know that in the beginning. So Fiesta is so fun to learn the weapons. But now that I already know them all... I don't find myself really ever playing Fiesta. I'd rather just do normal quick play or the big team battle if we have a big group. I feel like Fiesta mode is the mystery heroes from Overwatch. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. It's like if you ever wanted to learn how to play other characters, like mystery heroes was the way to go because it forced you into playing characters that you would not normally pick. You know, and so Fiesta mode's kind of like that. Like, here's your two guns. Hurry up and yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played, I want to say, like, eight Fiesta matches in a row with a couple other people in our Discord. And one of the games, because, you know, you're dying and you're finding and picking up weapons. And I think I played six matches in a row without once getting the rocket launcher. And I swear every other time I would spawn with the plasma pistol yeah. and something like the heat wave where it's like, okay, well, on this map, it's so wide open. 
Like, I just, if I don't find a weapon, I'm just going to die. And that can be the worst. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying is the luck of the draw in that I don't, it, it's fun for a few rounds, but I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm still having a blast with Halo Infinite, to be honest. It's becoming, it's becoming the game that I default to when I have like 10 or 15 minutes of to just like hop on and play a round or two. Yeah. And that used to be Rocket League or Overwatch, but I'm finding that it it is quickly becoming Halo. And I love it, man. Like like I said, when when you learn the pacing and all that stuff, like we played the other night, it was a ton of fun. I have this like personal challenge of being in like the top three of the leaderboard. And so, you know, it's like if I can finish in like the top three on our team, then I'm super happy. And if I'm not, then it's like, oh man, you know, I need to try harder and get sweaty a little bit here. Yeah. Um, you know, but that part's fun for me too. And, you know, I like, I like getting better with the weapons and learning all that stuff. And I, you know, the different modes and stuff I've, I've legitimately been having a lot of fun with Halo still. Yeah. Halo Infinite is exactly filling that same spot for me where if I have nothing else to play, that's just what I'll put on. And that's kind of telling that Rocket League is now six years old and Overwatch is five years old. And the fact that really nothing in the last five years has taken that spot. So the fact that Halo is doing that for us, I think, is pretty neat. I I mean, I know that some people have issues with the battle pass and the cosmetics, and you and I don't care about that at all. To us, it's just gameplay, get me in a match, let me just start clicking heads and and fighting people, and it's been great. I did laugh because the other day I played around, and when they announced the the legendary samurai-looking armor... Yeah, for the Spartans, uh-huh. like everybody lost their minds. Like, oh, I can't wait to have that armor. It looks so cool. I played a match the other day, Paul. No lie, you know they do the little intro for each each person on your team, yes. and it was samurai guy, samurai guy, me, samurai guy, and then I went. <laughs> it's not unique. It's not like the cosmetics. There's nothing special when everybody has them at that point. Like, I was the unique guy in my basic armor at that point. (laughs) Well, it's just goofy, like, seeing these guys in these super bright red and blue uniforms. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I even said in our Discord, I feel like you don't look like a Spartan. You don't look like you're in the Halo Extended Universe. You look like you're in another game. So I don't know. I I like my pure default Spartan, and and that's what I run with. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's just total OG cosmetics. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some gaming news stories here from this week. The first story is one that you had run across, Josh, that you had shared with me. And this first story comes from our friend <laughs> comes from our friends in the land down under. Comes from Australia, where a woman named Rachel Perry has pled guilty to 25 counts of computer-related fraud and one count of good old-school vanilla fraud, I guess. Uh, This is one of those stories that's equal parts sad and funny, but this woman ended up siphoning 940000 Australian dollars, which is equivalent to about 680000 American dollars. That's a lot of cash. (laughs) A lot of cash, a lot of cashish, from a veterinary hospital... And Josh, why don't you tell the people what she stole all of this money to do? Because this is really where the story comes into play. So (laughs) I'm going to lose it, Paul. (laughs) Because, you know, maybe someone steals a bunch of money to pay off debts 
or to yes. put to some purpose. Like you would like to think if you're stealing money, you it's going to be used it, for something. You go to Vegas and you just gamble it to try to like launder <laughs> that money, right? Like, sure, you know, right. hey, if I spend this money and, and then I win money with it, well, now that's my money because it's my winnings and they don't know where that money came from. This lady, she stole all this money and she put it towards an online slot machine game. So a virtual slot machine game. Hearts of Vegas. Is Hearts the name. of Vegas. Now, what's funny is I think my mother-in-law actually plays this game because oh, she surely. likes the little electronic <laughs> slot machine games. Yeah. And she just plays them for the the you know the gold coins that float around the screen and just the fun of that part of it, right? Like there's she doesn't ever play like real money or any of that stuff. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've actually seen this game in action. And and it's like, hey, if you're if you steal all this money and then you're trying to launder it through this online slot machine game, I can at least wrap my head around that. I'm not saying that I would ever do that or I condone that behavior, but I at least could understand how that happens. But then I got to the end of the article, and you cannot win real money. <laughs> no, it's not a gambling app. This is just purely one of those games that you just play slots for fun, but you can pay real life money to get more of the in-game currency. And so clearly this is someone who um, knew that she was struggling with gambling addiction, which is the sad side of things. But I cannot imagine stealing $860,000 and then have nothing to show for it. It would be like if I said, yeah, I stole $860,000 and I bought all Halo cosmetics. And then, it, like, there's nothing lasting. There's no use out of any of it. I can't imagine uh, jeopardizing my entire livelihood and jail time and things of that nature just to play a stupid fake currency slot game. I mean, slots are even the worst gambling game of all of them. I at least get blackjack and craps and roulette. Slot sucks, Josh. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would play it. But the whole idea of stealing all this money. So she got caught and said she, she was caught. waiting for a knock on the door. But she got caught because she ended up being let go from her job, where I'm guessing she must have been in charge of bookkeeping. Because as soon as she was let go, they started noticing financial anomalies in the financial records and realized that she had been stealing from the company over three years. But I can't imagine stealing that much money over three years and nobody noticed. I mean, it happens all the time. Hospital. It, yeah, I was going to say that's a really big veterinary hospital. It's almost a million I dollars. Just, it, I can't believe that she took all this money and then just completely blew it on a game where you can't win money. Yeah. Like you, it, like you said, it's literally the most use, <laughs> useless thing that you could possibly spend this money on. And I don't even know how that's possible, man. Like, who spends money? I mean, I guess it's equivalent to cosmetics. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I like my brain can't fathom that, to be honest. But your analogy is probably pretty good. Where it's like, hey, you have something in an electronic universe; these pixels that you paid for, <laughs> right. but you never actually own mm-hmm. either. I don't know, man. I just that story made me laugh because when I got to the part where it was like, by the way, this is not an actual online gambling. This is strictly entertainment value with no real money ever to be one i just lost it man and i was like oh my goodness it's so wild like i i i get that a company 
is not under any kind of obligation to like flag this account. But a little part of me is like, anyone who sees someone spending, <laughs> you know, two thirds of a million dollars in a slots game, it, I, a little part of me would be like, should we check in with this person? Make no. sure they're doing okay? You like, send them a Christmas maybe- <laughs> card and say, thank you for playing our game. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, we- if you're like Jeff Bezos and you drop 680000 in an app, I get it. It's like no big deal to that person. But still, a little part of me was like, dang, like there must be good money in just making apps, taking advantage of people's gambling addictions, and just raking in crazy amounts of money. But here in this case, you know... Uh, she said she expected a knock on the door and, and it came and pled guilty to all the charges. So she's yeah, waiting she going to jail. She's going yeah. to jail for a long time. <laughs> she'll, she'll definitely be <laughs> and there Can while. you believe the people like, Hey, what are you in here for? Uh, I stole a bunch of money and then I blew it on slot machines, but there weren't yeah. really slot machines and I couldn't actually win any money back. And that's, yeah, it just go like, they look like that person's crazy. <laughs> I embezzled $680,000. Oh, cool. What'd you buy with it? Like sports yeah. cars, real estate, you know, no. Yeah, virtual <laughs> slot. Virtual slot currency. currency. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wild. It's a wild world, Josh. All right. And then the next story here is related to New World. All right. Hey, more now- gold and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> New World is a game that you and I dug its grave very early. Okay. Oh, we- yeah. We wanted to like it. We really did. You and I love MMOs. We were so excited to jump into the beta. I think we really loved it. I I, I wore out on it a lot quicker than you. I loved it for about 45 minutes. And then I was like, whoa, this is already repetitive. And then within a couple hours, we were both like, yeah, let's cancel our pre-order. We're not even going to do a deep dive. And then literally every single week, you and I have our shared Google Doc, where we just copy and paste links to articles that we think would be fun to talk about. And every single week, there is an article in there about some new disastrous thing that has happened in New World. And every week, you or I say, man, we just keep ragging on New World. Like, let's not keep yeah, beating the dead horse. Yeah, we won't talk about that one this let's week. Let's let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's just get everyone caught up. Are you ready here, Josh? I'm oh, gonna let boy. You, I'm going to let you explain the new problem. But here's just a couple of highlights, all right? New World, by the way, implements a tax system, which might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in regards to an MMO. But the fact that taxes in the game were so punitive, people were refusing to use in-game coins to buy and sell items. So it was forcing a barter system, and the economy completely tanked with deflation because no one would spend their coins. Next up, you found out that people were able to put HTML code into the chat windows, which initially was just funny, but then people started using it to duplicate gold and to kick people out of their servers. I was going to say, you could kick people with it, too. Yes. Later, so then they figured that out. They disabled it. Then the very next week, there were new exploits where people started duplicating items, and so the whole economy had to be shut down again. They had to pause the auction hall. They had to reverse all of these, you know, money trades while they were investigating it. Uh, We also talked about on the show, people would run the game in windowed mode, move their screen around, and they were invulnerable during PvP. Now, this game's only been out for like, how long? Like five weeks or something? I was going to say somewhere around there. And now we had news again here this week. Do you want to tell the people what was going on? Yeah. So in a long series of just terrible, terrible 
mistakes that New World has made. They started, I guess, through the tax system or something. They, I don't, I don't know what the basis behind it was. Like they overtaxed people or something. But there were a lot of accounts that got messed up, and so New World said, "Hey, we're going to make it up to you. We're going to give you your money back." But oops, they gave you back 300,000 gold, which I guess is a lot of money in that game. Uh And so they went, well, wait a minute. By the time they had figured it out, players had gone to the auction house and bought just a lot of like higher end items that they could then, you know, use to trade or, you know, craft or whatever. So by the time they discovered it, they went, oh, no, we can't fix this. So instead of just going, well, well, this was your lucky day, they said, no, no, no. We, they took all of the servers down. And something you do not do in an MMO, if you can absolutely help it, because you are going to seriously tick off a lot of people, is they rolled the servers back to the like to the time where they started to implement this this like credit of this money. Worst thing you can do in an MMO. Yes, because imagine you're the guy that's going on a raid. You've been raiding with your guild. You finally down this boss. The drop that you've been trying to get for weeks or months now finally drops. You get awarded that drop. It's the best day ever. Yay, I've been grinding for hundreds of hours for this. And then you get a notification that, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to roll the servers back like 24 hours. You know, and you're going to lose everything that you've just done in the last 20. Like, that's a huge, huge no-no in the MMO Uh, world. Yeah. Lost progress. So people who are leveling and spending time playing the game, that's lost time, losing loot, losing money. It It's a complete disaster. I mean, the economy... It's a disaster every week, Paul. Every week, it's a new disaster. (laughs) And this time, at least, it's not people exploiting the game. It's just Amazon's own fault. I, I, how, how do you mess this up? Someone just put a decimal in the wrong spot. Is that what happened? Like I, it, people needed to get a couple thousand gold back. I think what they were doing was, uh, and I might have this wrong, but people who were owed taxes while the game got taken down for the last problem that did not pay them their tax money. So it was actually trying to fix the last problem that just caused a worse problem. But I don't know if you even heard about this, Josh. There were some people in the middle of server transfers, and when they rolled this back, they're locked out of their characters and cannot access them. They are getting character restore failure errors. Dude, this is such a comedy of errors going on with New World right now. I almost feel bad for them. I really do. Like New World had good, like, I don't even want to say bones, really, because the bones good weren't that good. It had good graphics. It was <laughs> a beautiful world. Like, they, whoever the graphic yeah. artists were in that game, kudos to you. Looked but great. the economy's terrible. The combat seems good at first, because it's, like, actually, like, a skill-based, you know, weapon-oriented combat. And I remember being very intrigued by that at first, and then it really started to feel shallow once you got, like, 10 hours in, and you're like, well, this combat's not going to hold my attention at all. Uh, it was very, very shallow once you really started to understand it. Uh, and, but that's that's really it, man. Like I get that they try to do the whole PvP thing and the different factions and you can take over towns and zones and stuff like that, but nobody cares. Like nobody cares about that stuff. You know, yeah. I'll tell you right now, man, in Lost Ark, I, I'm I love PvP. You know, and we've talked about Lost Ark. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover that game fully when it comes out in March, I believe. March. But the PvP yep. in that game is going to be phenomenal because it's very skill based. It's quick, you know, all that stuff. But I just I feel like with New World, every time a problem arises and they fix the problem, they they create 
a more severe problem that they then have to deal with. And so it just starts to show as like ineptitude at this point. And I hate that for the people that are on these teams. I mean, can you imagine being the programmer that's getting yelled at saying like by some boss that's going, well, fix it. <laughs> and you're like, I, I like how, how do you want me to fix this? It's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. It, it's and, just such a disaster. It's almost like it's this game studios first major project and uh, oh, that's because it is, man. Josh. It, I feel yeah. like I feel like it's a bunch of people who did not know enough about MMOs trying to make an MMO, and it just did not work for a million different reasons. I mean, uh, th- the lifeblood of any MMO is the economy. You have to have a booming economy, and the fact that the gold rewards versus the items that you go out and collect were so out of whack that people were like, well, I, I can't spend my gold. But if you're trying to sell wood, I'll give you some iron ingots. Like the fact that everyone had to resort to bartering just tells you from the ground up, fundamentally, this was just a complete disaster economically. Even if the gameplay works, if your economy is that bad, people are going to fizzle out. They're going to start quitting. There's a reason why we kept seeing articles, you know, 80% of New World's player base hasn't logged in. You know, people are leaving because they're just kind of getting fed up with it. Sometimes I'm sad that we can't play all the games we want to play. You know, there are times where we go, hey, there's this game that came out. We talked about it. You know, we were thinking about maybe covering it for the podcast. New World was one of those, like, we played the beta and we just kind of went, I don't think we want to play this. And now I look back and I'm like, man, thank (laughs) goodness we didn't. I'm so glad that we didn't play that game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. All right. Well, to close out the show here, just a couple other minor things that we've seen here in the last few days. Looks like Amazon is more than likely going to be making a Mass Effect TV show. I get excited about that. Cyberpunk Steam user score is now very positive. I thought that that was kind of interesting. I think I'll have a lot to say about Cyberpunk when we do our year in review podcast here in a couple weeks. Yeah. And then finally, the creative director for Dragon Age 4, his name is Matt Goldman. He has left BioWare. Uh, We've seen a lot of people leave BioWare the last few years, including Casey Hudson, who was the creative director for Mass Effect. So that's not really a great sign for the future of Dragon Age. They've been developing this game for six years, and we have not seen anything. And apparently they've had to reboot it several times. So... um. I think I'm getting a little worried about Dragon Age. Is I'm a little what worried too. Yeah, I'll be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, man. There's so much hype around Dragon Age. You're seeing this with Grand Theft Auto 6 yeah. as well. You know, um, I think we heard a little bit of it with not Starfield, but what's the... <sighs> there was another game where I think it's like the the development is taking longer than they thought. And you start to hear these whispers of like, hey, there's no solid direction. They've had to kind of restart development. You know, you, you hear this a lot, especially with these huge AAA titles. I wouldn't want to have to do one of these games, man, because when you take such a beloved series, you better get it right or people are going to get very, very upset with you. Yeah. You know, and when you start having creative directors leaving, that's usually not a good sign because it means that they don't have the direction, you know, pinpointed on where they want this game to go. But. I mean, we saw that with Halo Infinite, and look what happened with Halo Infinite. So, <laughs> I mean, but maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. I mean, we still haven't seen Halo's campaign. That's very true. You know, we've seen that opening level. We've seen a few minutes worth, but yeah. Regardless, it's not a good sign. How about that? You know, yeah. you don't you don't like 
hearing that the person in charge has left. Normally, you need one person with a clear vision running the team. And so when you keep switching these things up, and it seems to be just a little bit more systemic with people leaving BioWare, you know, no one is around from, you know, the, the good old days. All right. those main people are are gone. So I'm I'm very worried about the future of BioWare despite them historically being my favorite developer, you know, because of the Dragon Ages and the Mass Effects and the Kotors and, you know, even Star incredible. Wars the Old Republic we loved. What an incredible pedigree. And it makes me sad to see that it's like somewhere along the way they lost their way. You know. Well, I I saw in an article they said, you know, the last successful game that BioWare released was Mass Effect 3. Which, by the way, was yeah, you know, a lot of people not, had a lot of negative things to say, and that right. was almost ten years ago. Wow, yeah, that's crazy, man. I think you know you're you're starting to see it with Blizzard. Honestly, oh, yeah. I mean, all the political stuff aside, for you know all that, it's like you know you have to release games to make money, but I feel like development time is taking longer and longer and longer for these AAA titles. I think we're really seeing that shift to indie developers. Because you can really make some amazing games that people respond to very, very well, but you don't have the pressure and the gajillions of dollars being poured in to where you have to be beholden to the investors and the Activisions and the EAs and stuff like that. You know, because then they're meddling in these games and they're ruining things like keep investors out of game development, you know, let game developers handle that stuff. Yeah, and release finished products. Yeah, and, and then, release you know, to, finished products. To, to Dragon Age's credit, they did release a statement saying, we do not yet know who's going to be the next director, which, by the way, tells me that this was not, like, forcing this person out of the role, and it's a, you know, quote, them leaving the company. It, it definitely sounded to me like they're not sure what they're going to do next, but, you know, but they did say, we will not release an unfinished product. Good like, for okay, them. well, we'll see great. it. I'll believe we'll it see. when I see it. Right. Yes. But yeah. that is a trend that needs to continue to happen. And hopefully developers start to do that is just go, look, we don't want to be the cyberpunk. We don't want to be, you know, some other. <laughs> Battlefield some of these, 2042. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> oh boy. I didn't want to spoil anything, Paul. <laughs> you know, yeah, we don't want to be the Battlefield 2042. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so it's like, you know, learn the lesson, but they won't. There's a lot of these game companies that they just they won't learn. As long as people keep buying it, they'll keep spitting it out. Yeah, as long as idiots keep buying the GTA trilogy remastered, right. <laughs> you know, th- those <laughs> or, people are going to keep pre-ordering <laughs> Battlefield 2042. And- <laughs> yes. Yeah, we are very much a part of the problem. Uh, all right. Well, that's all that we have here for today. So next Monday, we will be back with our Battlefield episode. That one's been anticipated for quite some time. Can't wait to talk about it. And if you have not already done so, please leave us a review, rate us five stars. If you like what we do here with the show and want to, you know, help support it and see it continue, then you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts for three bucks a month, or you can go to multiplayersquad.com, which will take you to our Patreon page where you can support starting at five dollars a month. Either way, you will get access to additional Quick Take episodes. There are two of those every week. And then also you get ad-free episodes. You also get access to the episodes a day early. And if you pledge on Patreon, you'll also get a shout-out on the show. So there's a lot of ways you can help support what we do. We would be eternally grateful if you decide to subscribe in one of those ways. And I think that's it. So, Josh, let's go uh, get in some more Battlefield time, and we'll be back on Monday.
Yeah, let's go hit it up, Paul. We've got a we've got a show to do. <laughs> All right. Happy gaming, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you, everybody.